It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDEV Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located, here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Loud Pipes, episode 28, and we are not in our usual confines of the R-Dub compound, but instead, Mr. Hogan, where are we today? OMB, baby. OMB. We are filling up the corner table here at Old Mecklenburg Brewery, and we're going to do like a biker's roundtable today, and this is kind of a first for us, first for recording, I guess, in the field, and also a first for having, you know, more than just Rico, John, and I, and, and a calling guest, so... We got a bunch of guys around the table here, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, John, you still on the line there, bud? Yeah, I'm still here, guys. So John, of course, is on from Skype, helping us out. And Mr. Hogan, you doing any riding at all, or is this rain and wind keeping you in the garage? Well, yeah, today it, definitely the rain and wind kept me in the garage. And down where I'm at in Campo Bello, it's just raining cats, dogs, buckets, men. You know, it was, <laughs> everything was coming down. Hallelujah! Wow, <laughs> it's raining, man. Well, um, it might- we might as well start the intros. Um, we'll start with Trip since he was the first one to join in. We'll just do a quick intro, you know, name, bike, what you ride. How long you've been riding. Things like hey that, how long you've been riding. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Trip Poland. Been riding here, let's see, I've been riding dirt bikes since I was probably 16, but I started riding street bikes probably about seven, eight years ago. Um, currently on a Ducati Monster 1100 Evo. Did a little bit of work to it, give it a little extra horsepower. Nice. Um, you know, kind of kind of a sport bike guy but like the upright riding style starting to think about a cruiser you know starting to look at indians harleys etc but i've been on that ducati for about three four years so nice yeah well well, since you mentioned indian i guess we'll bring in aaron over here aaron how you doing all right how y'all doing and did and did you ride today uh yeah i'm the only one uh that did ride today so manned up just just a little windy um Nothing worse than making us all feel bad. Not nothing worse than uh, getting behind a truck and feeling the buffeting. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I ride a uh, 2015 Indian Chieftain, and uh, I'm actually the guy that sold uh, Rico his uh, Roadmaster. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I have to deal with them. You know, uh, surrounded by Ohio guys. You know, you know how that goes. Mm. Yep. Wow. All right. So All right. And to my left, I have Mike. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Michael Kinney. I ride a Yamaha V-Star 950. Um, like Aaron, I, I did ride here today uh, through the crosswinds and uh, actually got behind a, uh, a uh, garbage Fist truck bump. on Fist the way bump. over. <laughs> so if it wasn't wet enough, it wasn't windy enough, I also spent about several minutes getting pelted from rocks and stuff coming off this. I wondered what that smell was truck. when you came in. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Rico didn't ride because he's a couple hours away. I'll give him a pass on that. Um, I didn't, I'm not very far away, so I'll admit that, and I didn't ride. But I had to carry all this crap today. So I tried to strap it on the bike, and it just wasn't, wasn't working with me. So, yes, I didn't ride. Sorry. <laughs> so how, how long have you been riding, Mike? Uh, I started riding, um, so uh, around 14, like a lot of guys, got on dirt bikes and, and did that yep. thing for a while. 
um, around this, around 16, I started to get tickets and getting pulled over for driving without a license and all that good stuff. So I had to stop for a little while. <laughs> so I stopped writing, and then I did other bad things like got married and had kids. So, uh, so eventually, I, you know, I got the, I got the fever once again and uh, went out and got the Yamaha, and I've been riding it for the last few years. But I'm starting to get that itch again. Having seen the great bikes that you guys brought on this trip, and then the, the touring bikes, so I'll show my age. My next bike's probably going to be a touring bike, you know. So uh, hey, so I, I'm ready, to, ready to step up there, and yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a salesman over here, and his eyes are lighting up. Who me? Yeah, that's uh, well, it's kind of like me. I I started riding. Uh, well, my parents started had bikes, and we would ride on the back when we lived in Ohio, and. Uh, then uh, we moved to Florida, and actually, my mom had a 400 Honda Matic that I would drive on the dirt trails, but my brother drove our dirt bike. <laughs> nice. It's fun jumping a 450 to 500 pound bike. Yeah. See my KLR for details. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's let's not leave Joe out down here. The so, Joe, the, what do you got? The leader of uh, leader Road Hogs, should we say? <laughs> I'm the leader, but I'm the one that doesn't own a motorcycle. I rent one only because I'm married with kids, and my wife's wearing my last one on her finger. I sold a oh. Honda Magna 700 uh, to buy the diamond for our engagement ring. So nice. I'm now kind of waiting for the kids to grow up and uh, graduate so that I can get back and get a bike. There you go. Uh. So Joe likes to ride the street glides. And the last... This, this week, uh, the last ride we had, I had a street glide. They just switched out their uh, two 2015s for the 2016. So I had brand new street glide brand with uh, 10 miles on it. Nice. nice. With 400 bucks for a weekend. Yeah. So, Joe, you want to tell them how we met? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so long, That's a good story. Long story short, uh, our first ride was last October when I pulled together a group of misfits out of TGK in Fort Mill. And we did the uh, Tell the Dragon in October, and in November we were out. I was out in Vegas on business uh, with CA World, and I met Rico. We sat beside each other uh, at a dinner event and started swapping stories. And uh, found out that not only does he ride a bike, also has done the Tell, but actually is almost my neighbor in yeah. TKK. Yeah. And and uh, so uh, he shared with me that a friend of his had told him there's a Harley motorcycle shop within walking distance of where we were at yep yeah so we kind of played hooky one afternoon and went on a four hour tour <laughs> a four hour tour <laughs> of delight and you went over the hoover dam right yeah, yeah. yeah. All that? yeah. yeah. Uh, past uh through the what was the uh, uh state park it was like fire fire something other death fire something. some desert that was awesome and then we ran into lake mead mm, yep. and uh, followed it down it was a great great afternoon mm-hmm awesome yeah so so we call joe the leader of the pack because that's kind of our kind of our main topic for this week is um i guess around camaraderie i say camaraderie long rides and group riding so that's kind of a always an interesting dynamic than riding by yourself or just riding as a pair so Mm -hmm. so joe coordinated this ride that what do you guys call it ride uh roadhogs too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i got to be a joke in that way again we have a bunch of uh, say misfits but different backgrounds from uh, yep. the TK Fort Mill area and again about the time that Roadhogs movie came out I'm like oh my god that's us <laughs> <laughs> Wild Hogs is that the one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah was, was that John Travolta in there yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And a couple other people 
No, wait, but did you guys make patches for your jackets? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that organized yet. Next year. Next year. I did have a, a Diamondback. Uh, they, have, they sell signs, a Diamondback sign that uh, yeah. ha- we had everyone sign, and I've got that in my man cave at home. Oh, nice. And for some reason, that wouldn't... I thought that was a really cool ornament uh, to take home. For some reason, it wouldn't fit in the bag of, of a uh, street glide. Street glides have small yeah. bags, I guess. Uh, yeah, it kind of fit in a chieftain bag, didn't it? Yeah, oh, a lot better, a lot oh. better, yeah. <laughs> it starts early and often. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Now wait, wait till we start talking about cold weather riding because I'll have some questions about that. <laughs> All right, cool. So we'll we'll just continue with Joe for a second here. Just um, let's kind of set the backstory on the ride. You know how you guys got got the ride together. I know this is the second one, second annual. Was it an annual occasion or? Well, it's just whenever I can pull it together, basically, or when my wife will let me out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we did the. Uh, Tell the Dragon was last October uh, that we were able to pull everybody together. And so we ac- actually had such a great experience and had a great time that uh, uh, I wanted to pull something together in the spring. Yep. And it just rolled into... Almost ooh, the fall. Yeah. 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 As you know, with families and kids and blah, blah, blah. I can really... Yeah, um, again, we had another uh, a, a fellow, my neighbor that uh, helped organize this, Ron Baltz, was meeting me for lunch a couple weeks before... We we're gonna have this trip, and uh, yeah. he kind of ran into a Papa John. No, it was a uh, which one was it? Jimmy John's Jimmy delivery Jones. car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, he couldn't make it, so we had to do some last-minute shuffling to get people in. Any free sandwiches? <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, well, probably a free store out of that. <laughs> well, the uh, the whole thing is funny because you know I had been last year rode on the ride and. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go because I've got to work Saturdays. And I kind of said, well, I might be able to meet you on Saturday and drive up. And I said, well, you know, i got a buddy that might be interested and thinking about Rico. And uh, then Rico and him, uh, Joe, started talking, texting back and forth or talking on the phone. And they're like, oh, yeah, we met each other in Las Vegas. Nice. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's a small world, you know. Cool. Definitely. So, who, so who knows the route the best? Who can describe the routes that you guys took? I know you had some amazing roads, and and the weather didn't cooperate for the whole time. There was some rain. So, who know, who knows the route the best? Probably Rico because he led until I got there, and then I ended up being the leader. Yeah. And how? Oh, I, what? How, I know. It's what? like how? How? What, what's wrong with you? Got Rico was how? the leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you know why we're the road hogs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. So spill it. How, what was the what was the route? Well, you know. When we got there, we started trying to figure out who's who's going to lead this thing, and you know, the whole time I'm thinking, well, Joe's going to lead, of course. This is this is his bag, so it's his ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess you know he, we did the back roads till we got to what two twenty one, two twenty one. We took two twenty one. Well, let me go back further from from where we're at in TKK. We took the back roads, right? Route five, took that up to fifty five. To 29, it took 29 to 11, rolled 11 out. So, no highway, pretty much. No, we tried to stay off the highway, yeah. Then from 11, we took 221 up to 226 to get to Little Switzerland. And that's the route we took. Now, was Little Switzerland, was that night one? Or was that how how many nights? It was two nights. That was the first day, yeah. First day. Yeah, yeah. So, that was was nice um, heading up that way. So, you know, for the most part, I live in that area, so it was nice to just kind of take the guys. 
yeah. a, a familiar route that I would normally ride. And um, while we were up there, I led, like Aaron said, for, for most of the ride <laughs> as we were there. Um, and, I, and you can't say you weren't warned. Right, I wasn't warned. <laughs> yeah. So, so day one, sorry to cut you off there, but so day one, how many miles are we talking Day one, I think, was close to 180-something miles, I would believe. And that was, like, all day or what, eight hours? Something like that. It was, uh, what, we did six hours, I think. We, we left hours. at 1230. By the time uh, Levi finally showed up, we rolled out a TK at 1230. Right. Yeah. I, I forget the, the actual time we actually got to Little Switzerland. Uh, do you remember anyone? The, the first time we passed it? or the <laughs> Yeah, the first time we passed it. Yeah, yeah that's another story. Nice. Do you Again, remember, Mike? I, I, it seemed like about a six-hour ride to me. Yeah. Well, I, it I felt my back was telling me it was about six, six hours. hours. Yeah. Well, I'm only needling him on the time because we're off to Birmingham on Friday, and according to Google, it's about six. No, it's seven four, hours. Over four hours in a car, and now we're all talking about like, well, let's take this side road. Let's take that side road. I'm like, when do you think we're going to get to Birmingham? It's yeah. 300 some miles away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might just be highway zip. Well, that's yeah. kind of a good segue into, again, when we did the tail of the dragon last year, again, not knowing yep. uh, how long it would take, we left on a Friday afternoon, and it, we got there at like 9 o'clock at night mm-hmm. yeah. after a couple of, a blowout tire on a truck and a rainstorm. Wow. Um, and so, uh, seeing 10 foot in front of us on the fog. Yeah. Oh, really? So this 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 trip I wanted to do closer to home. That's why we uh, went to the vet, the Diamondback. So yeah, so closer to home, but but much nicer roads, right? Instead of having to do that long highway day to get the good rides, it's right. like, well, let's just take good roads all the way. Right. That's the idea. Yeah, that yeah, was nice. And the roads were really nice out there. You yeah, know, the, they the, were clean. Remember on the internet, we got they had articles about how bad the Diamondback was because of the road snakes because they had patched it up with tar, but. Yeah. They actually had paved it, thank God, so it was awesome. Now, the good thing is of recording at OMB is we can refill these glasses anytime. Uh, I'm loving that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Have uh, them refilled for, for First you. refill's yeah. already on its way for me. I was going to say, I just saw number two coming down the, in this end of the table. Awesome. Cool. All right, so that's the route, um, or sorry, day one route. So after a little Switzerland, then where were you off to from there? Obviously, more mountain riding, mountain roads. But did the tail of the dragon was that day too? No, no, no. no, no. So th- this trip, this this year, we did the uh, two twenty six and then two twenty six A, which is a Diamondback oh, right, up right. to the top. And we stayed at Little Switzerland. They actually have a lodge called the Diamondback Lodge that I found online. Nice. That uh, sleeps eight, and each you have your own room, your own bath, and it has a, a shared kind of living room area. Um, and they have a, a local pub and a restaurant in the hotel facility, which was worked out perfect for us. I thought it was awesome. So the Tale of the Dragon was last year? Yeah. Gotcha. Roadhogs won. Yeah, yeah, that was one. <laughs> the inaugural ride. Exactly. Awesome. So, so this this year, we did. that was our first ride up uh, to get up there. And we got a whole story about how we lost Mike and found Mike. And Yeah. That's, an, that, that's funny. We'll have Mike... <laughs> Tell you that story. I got to hear a piece of that because Rico gave me a snippet of it offline, and I'm like, "No, he didn't." I'm like, "I got to hear him tell this story." So, yeah. yeah, So leave it to me to blow it. Um, (laughs) So we're riding, and right away we get up there. It's a great ride up there. The weather looks like it's going to bless us again. Threatens to rain, but doesn't really come through in rain. 
And uh, we get up to it. I guess it was Devil's Whip we were riding through. It's a fabulous ride, and we're going by. I don't even realize that we're passing Little Switzerland or where we are. Yeah. But just having a wonderful time on the ride. I'm, I'm pulling up the rear. And so uh, we turn around and start to come the other direction. And I get a little bit lazy, you know, and I'll, before I know it, I'm kind of falling off pace. Yeah. I come around a, a, a right turn, and there's a body of bikes, a number of bikes making a right turn. So I, I follow them. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, and, and simultaneously my gas light's coming on, so I'm getting a little preoccupied. and need gas. Yeah. And sure enough, I follow these guys for, you know, under a minute before I realize, hey, you know, these aren't your parents. <laughs> You're lost at Walmart now. So, uh, so turned around, but in that short that short period of time, yeah, I had gotten separated, and uh, luckily we had phone service, so I was able to text the guys and say, hey, uh, you know, I, I got I'm a little bit lost. I'm gonna go get some gas. I'll catch up with you guys, and that's we basically coordinated that way. But so, so did those guys offer any help to you, or they were just like, sorry, bud? I don't even think they noticed I was gone. Well, that's the scary part. Is uh, we thought he was with us after we found him again. And uh, then we all went back to the to the Diamondback Lodge to the uh, little Switzerland to check in, mm. and we all roll in and we check in and uh, we're all talking and we're like, "Where's Mike? I thought Mike was with you. I thought Mike was with you. I thought you yeah, were watching who was him. watching Who's Mike? Mike? <laughs> Who's watching him?" <laughs> so I, I had a really good extended ride though. Wow, I, I enjoyed myself. Well, and that was one of the nice things. Once I joined in on Saturday, uh, Levi and Troy both have scala um communications right. so we can sit there and talk and we kind of i would lead and leave i would sit back in the pack and keep an eye on the other guys that way we could sit there and talk about how everybody is who got through the red lights kind of things like that yeah so uh it is pretty handy not to throw the scala plug in right right now. Hey, that tell, was... me, tell me more about that <laughs> the, the scala seriously i've been thinking about getting you know some sort of communication is that, an, is that an Indian is it product? Bluetooth? No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's not an Indian product. Um, no, there's there's several brands out there. It just happens that uh, you know Levi and his brother had Scala, and I had bought a little Scala one. I had bought a cheaper model, so they can actually talk for. They can actually be about a quarter mile apart and still talking. Um, mine will mine will go about about half of that distance, about an eighth of a mile. Uh, and I'll start fading out of them. Um, but if we kind of put the person that... You, you Can you sit, daisy chain them? Like you bike daisy to bike chain to bike? them. You daisy chain them, but it basically works off of, like, I was, I'm was. i tied to Levi's, and Troy's talk, tied to um, Levi's, so... He's he's the central one. So if we put him in the center, we can actually spread out a little bit more. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a nice feature. As a matter of fact, I called him on the way to meet them on Saturday, and... Uh, they were riding, and he hit a button, and next thing I know, I'm talking to Troy. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting there talking to Troy and him while I'm riding up the road trying to meet them after they had ridden part of the day. Nice. Yeah, because we're considered getting oh. intercom system for our ride, right? That's, that's, a philo- that's a philosophical conversation with me, though. Because, you know? And then I don't know if John's still on Skype, but so John's like, Hey, I'm gonna get these head these uh, handheld radios for the ride to Birmingham and all this, and I'm like, I don't even have a windshield, John. I'm like, I don't want any of that crap on my bike. It's like, 
you know, it's an open helmet. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not going to hear anything. You know, it's a handheld walkie-talkie. What am I going to do? Like, oh. one-handed? I'm like, no, no. And then Rico's sending me all this high-tech stuff. Like, <laughs> well, you can put this in your helmet. I'm just like, you know what? When we want to stop, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to raise my hand, <laughs> and then we're going to stop. <laughs> the technology guy afraid of technology. Well, it just or trying bike. to get yeah, away from it. Yeah, just with the bike. When I'm on the bike, it's like pure. You know, I, I don't even need a radio. My radio sits about four feet behind my right ear. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, that's that's one of the things. I, I kind of felt the same way you did. I, I like the idea of the technology. I just don't think I, I want it interrupting my ride. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the same way you are. I just do things visually or, or get sick. Yeah, and I, I, like the, I like the idea of... Um, not getting lost, you know, and being able to, like when we went up to the pottery place, right? You know, we're not really paying attention. Neither of us are looking at GPS. Next thing you know, we've gone all the way around a mountain where we could have just turned right and gone right to where we needed to be. So I get it, some stuff like that. But yeah, when I'm out there riding, I really don't want any, dist- and not really distractions. I just don't want anything else bothering me. I like to listen to music too. So I was wondering if that would kind of get in the way of that. Oh, so. This is not going to come through visually, but OMB has these little narrow pint glasses. They're not even a pint, but you should see the mug that Aaron's got now. <laughs> That's a proper gentleman's mug right there. Das German. <laughs> das German beer right there, my friend. That's awesome. Yeah, Sorry, well, what were we saying? We are talking about intercom systems hmm. and music, listening to music as you ride. Yes, of course. All the important stuff. I, th- I think I spent more time prepping my my playlist as, as much as I spent packing or planning the other aspect of the trip. And that was one of my, for me, that was a real highlight as we went through, yeah. you know, we're riding through the mountains and listening to all that music. And that, that was a big enjoyment point for me. See, that's one thing I, that's one thing I miss, uh, you know, on my motorcycle. If I've got headphones in, you know, I'm still hearing a lot of background noise, you know, but one when I when I got on Rico's motorcycle recently, I, I did a little hunting, backpacking, you know, hiking trip uh, in Brevard, North Carolina. So uh-huh. I stopped on the way in Campobello, and Rico, you know, being Rico, being Rico, <laughs> says, "Hey, why don't I just take the bike and follow you all the way there? You know, an hour <laughs> or forty five minutes to an hour yeah. from where he lives." I said, "Hell yeah, yeah, let's do it." Yeah. So we got about halfway there, and he said, "Do you want to ride my bike?" Yeah. So wait. We, I took him up to Caesar's Head. Caesar's Head, right? Yeah. Top of the mountain, right? Yeah, so we stopped. We looked it was a little over foggy. Se- yeah, a little foggy. But we get, we got our way up there. We we did the scenic thing. And then I said, you know what, Trip? Why don't you ride my bike the rest of the way? Right. So he's cruising down in my Subaru. And I'm cruising down, you know, in this really, really nice Indian. And I'm getting waves from people. I'm getting, you know, head nods that I don't even get on my Ducati. <laughs> Rock and, and, star yeah, status. And I'm pumping Dr. Dre. <laughs> You know, I'm pumping Dr. Dre going through these, you know, what is that, Pisgah yeah. National Forest? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And nice. going through these twisties. And I was like, I got to get me one of these. <laughs> Trip, you felt like a rock star, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love it. Well, I've talked about that with my bike, too. Like, as, as chromed out as the, my soft tail is, I get way more people to come over and talk to me about the bike when I'm on my KLR. You know, the dirty enduro, you know? Well, well head nod versus a uh, middle finger salute, that's... <laughs> That's better, yeah. We'll take well, that. Well, we can go that on our, our trip about the middle finger salute a little bit, but, you know, as we go on to our trip. I get, I get, the, I get the old lady putting her uh, 
windshield wiper fluid on so that it goes up over the top of her car and hits me. Nice. On purpose. Free shower. So did we... We didn't cover uh, day two of the ride, did we? No. As far as route, you want to do that now, Rico? And then uh, night two, so wherever you stayed night two at it, you weren't in Little, little Switzerland the second night, right? Yes. Yeah. We All were. back to the same place. Yeah. Okay. There was a wedding for us to participate in. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That was you and Rico? <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> Different show. No, so the second Their, their day, rooms uh, are on the opposite, uh, opposite <laughs> sides of the... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second day, we kind of got out early. Not real early. I think 11, 12 o'clock, and we went down to Asheville to the um, Sierra, Sierra Nevada uh, brewery down there and to meet uh, Mr. Aaron, pick him up, and meet the way. <laughs> well, it was one of those things where I got off at work. I got off work three. I texted, you, I texted Levi and, and Rico, and they said they were at Sierra Nevada brewery. So I'm like, okay, let me... Uh, let me meet y'all uh, somewhere on your way back to Little Switzerland, and uh, so I'm. I go up 321. I take the interstate, not, none of the good, you know, back roads, and I'm cruising down uh, uh, 40, uh, a little bit beyond the speed limit. A tad. Um, and I made it to uh, Sierra Nevada in what about an hour and 45 minutes from uh, Gastonia, and uh, right when I get to Sierra Nevada. They were getting ready to leave. Uh, kind of disappointing because I didn't get a beer. Growler in the in the tail bag. Uh, didn't quite get there. I didn't have enough time. Now, before we got to skipped over the whole ride, the uh, the trip to getting there, we did a sixty eight mile ride. Yeah, that's true. Um, up the uh, parkway to one eighty one. Ooh, yeah, we yeah. took 181 down, yes. played cha- yes. chase each other down the mountain. Nice. Yes. And then came across the bottom of uh, Lake James. Yep. Yep. Took the scenic tour around Lake James, uh, which was awesome. Looking then looking back up the mountain from where we were looking down from Little Switzerland was an awesome view. Yeah. Well, that so that's interesting that you um, said you don't actually have a bike. How did you like riding in a group versus? I'm sure you've been out by yourself before, like. Well, I, again, I've, I've had bikes. I've, I've had four bikes. I grew up raised yeah. on a farm. I've had different bikes and uh, had a bike in college. And then when I was single, I had the Honda Magna. But uh, it's awesome riding with a, a group or at least someone you can share experience with. Yeah. And it, it was so it was, it was pretty nice. Um, we did do um, the uh, Devil's Whip, which is uh, 80. 80. Yeah. 80. Mm-hmm. So we did that. We went up the Devil's Whip then as a kind of a... Uh, before we headed over to the uh, brewery. That's right. And that was an interesting experience because there's that one turn at the very top where it's basically a 360 cutback with an upgrade. And I had the, the Harley and I had it in the wrong gear. And uh, I had to downshift as I was leaning the wrong direction. Oh, quiet, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron loves to talk about downshifting, upshifting around. I, I can see him twitching over here. Get, he's getting ready to have his torque montage. I'll be quiet a minute. So uh, I'm curious to see how Mike did around those turns up there. Well, that, that particular one Joe was just sharing with us, uh, Joe and I almost got married on that turn, as it were, because I, I, was, I was pretty close to the back end of that Harley by the time he was finished. So, uh, 
Yeah. So uh, Craig, one of the, uh, the guys that went with us, not here today, but he was he was talking about you know reaching out to everybody. Thanks for all the you know, great riding tips and stuff like that. And I said, well, you, you were behind me for much of the ride, so you, you're <laughs> well versed in how to cross the double line, over brake before a turn, yeah. and oversteer on your left turns and miss an occasional shift. You're welcome. So you know, Joe shouldn't feel bad. I do stuff like that all the time. Well, and yeah, he's he's. Uh He's fairly novice in the motorcycle riding, isn't he? Yeah, I think this is pretty much his first trip out uh, for Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's did, what Rico he was well, saying. Too. Yeah, it's his first time out. So he, he got an education: highway, side roads, twisty roads. He yeah. got it all. The rain and everything. What did he have? A uh, he had a BMW eight hundred. Eight hundred. Um, what was it? FS. Uh, FS or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? What do you guys think about the race down the mountain? down 181 I've, I've got a lot of experience with that road go from jonas ridge down to morganton what are your thoughts on 181 i love that road now lesson learn watch for gravel yeah oh yeah, yeah. watch for gravel i've laid it down before oh on 181 yeah really oh. well let's talk about that because we had an episode that we were talking about um when you first laid it down we, we talked about it and rico's like yeah we're gonna get him to come talk with us yeah yeah so tell yeah. us about that what happened there the speed. sure yeah. sure yeah so know that road really well um, there's a couple of spots on 181 uh, between Morganton and Jonas Ridge or, you know, Linville, Pinola. There's a couple of spots there where you get big trucks coming out, right? You got uh, haulers, et cetera, coming out, and, and they get some gravel stuck in the tires. You get, a, free, you get a, a few pieces of gravel coming out on the road. Now, this was, not, this was not a tight turn. This was one that I was honestly not worried about at all, so I probably wasn't paying much attention. And lo and behold, there was a big patch of gravel. And I saw the patch of gravel. So I slowed down, thankfully, um, and, and actually stopped leaning into the turn so much. Okay. But when I hit that patch of gravel, I mean, it, I knew it was, you know, it was down. Luckily, I was wearing good gear. Okay. I was wearing, you know, the shoulder pads, elbow pads, wearing the jacket, wearing a great helmet. I was wearing jeans with pads, etc. So the pressure of the bike on my left leg, that that was probably the biggest injury, right? Huh. Kind of a little bit of a bone bruise, if okay. you will, a deep bruise. And, uh, and rolled. So the bike slid, and I rolled up against the guardrail. Oh. And cars, you know, were stopping and asking if I was okay. And believe it or not, I rode that bike the Home? rest of the way yeah. to Pinola. And then once I stopped and checked out the damage, you know, that was when I, I said, all right, I probably, you know, might need some medical attention <laughs> and, uh, and a good insurance agent. Once, once the adrenaline wears off, then yeah, the pain, exactly. pain then, comes then up I felt a notch. The, then I felt the bone bruise, and then I felt, it, yeah, exactly, the adrenaline rushes off. And so, you know, it was definitely a lesson learned that even if you know a road really well, yeah. you've got to be cautious for the unknown. Mm. I mean, whether it's a deer, right, up in the mountains, whether it's gravel, uh, you know, slippery conditions, etc. Yeah, you can still get caught off guard by something like that. Like you said, gravel just, you're used to the turn, but you come around the middle, next thing you know, there's a pile of gravel there. Yeah. Well, there's there's other things to look at. I mean, um, you know, naturally you got to always look out for people pulling out in front of you and doing things like that. Yep. you got to worry about gravel on the roads. Um, when we... Wild turkey. Wild turkey, deer, yeah. we had, yeah, our, our first trip, we actually had wild wild turkeys on the side of the road and we were like uh let's slow down and make sure they uh 
don't pull out in front of you know jump out in front of us and fly across um but one of the other aspects was um when actually when i joined the group and on this trip we came up uh 26a um or 226 um when we were going up i'm looking and over on the opposite side of the road the guy that had just mowed his lawn and threw all the grass clippings out in the road. Well, you know, we've got maybe a two to three inch patch on the road and you go across grass clippings, you know, was basically it, you're screwed. Was that in a corner? In a corner too? Uh, it was partially in a corner too, yeah. yeah. yeah so Mike, was, how'd you fare on that section? Because I know you <laughs> would like shaking too. I don't know. I, I go into it, um, so I'm no daredevil. I got nothing to prove. You know, I, I want to make it home safe, and I, I kind of that's that's where my head's at most of the time. So I, I, I'm probably uh, I'm probably, as far as this group is concerned, more on the conservative side as far as how I ride. Yeah. Um, and there is there's always a couple of so you always get little reminders like that on the way that hey anything can happen you've got to pay attention and you know a, a few rocks laying in the middle of the road and take you down. Well, I did want to share that I talked to Craig Prane then when we got back. Yeah. Uh, like the next week. And um, he said it took a couple days for his hands to relax enough because he was so had a death grip on right. the handlebars that his wife was having to sign checks and because <laughs> he couldn't write. A poor thing. And that he was following Mike too, so I think that's another reason. <laughs> well, and another one when we were going up 226, um, you know, I was leading uh, after I after I joined the group. I started leading. And, you know, we're going down 40 back to 26, trying to get back to the little Switzerland a little earlier uh, so we can grab something to eat or whatever and maybe drink a couple cocktails. And, um, you know, I kept getting the old uh, talking to Levi and Troy, hey, uh, Craig's falling a little bit behind. You know, you get much over 70 on that 800, it kind of vibrates a little yeah, bit. It becomes a challenge. And, and right? uh, I said, okay. So I slowed down a little bit. And then we hit uh, 226. We went up more, um, let's say, through Marion and then uh, up up 226. And, you know, I was leading. I had uh, Troy with his BMW uh, 1300 GT and um, Andy with his 1200 S behind me, and we're going up. I'm going up a pretty good pace on my chieftain, and we're going around the curves. And you know, uh, I notice when I come off of curves, I'm going to go off on the torque thing. Uh, yes, let's hear it. Yes, let's hear it. Yeah. I would, I would, you know, pull away from them, and then as they wound up come, coming yeah. into the next turn, they'd get up to me and everything. And um, you know, we kind of lost our group a little bit because we were rolling pretty good and uh, I got up to the top and Troy goes to me he goes we pulled up underneath the thing so I could check in because I was you know checking in for a second night and uh, Troy goes you were riding a beep out of that uh, <laughs> thing I said well I don't really know the road so I was kind of taking it easy <laughs> he's like oh dear lord yeah and he's like are you serious I said yeah uh, yeah this you know, I, and I was driving a BMW before this, uh, a K1200 LT, and uh, it handles a lot better. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I was kind of taking it a little easy. but uh, You can whip that thing around. It's surprising how quick you can toss that thing side to side. The chief well, thing, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a big guy handling a big bike. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
But the balance. My is wife there. would probably kill me if she knew how I rode uh, when I was alone. But you know, hey, it, what you know, it, what uh, what I do by myself, uh, you know, pretty much stays by myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let her hear this, yeah. but you know. Yeah, don't worry. No one listens to the show, so no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> So, Joe, how'd you fare on a lot of those turns? I know you are on the the road glide. I mean, street you, glide. the street glide. Street sorry, I was I was fine until we did the, the the Devil's Whip, and then coming up that, I actually heard scraping on both right and left turns. Oh, really? So that kind of unnerved me a bit. Um, thinking I didn't realize how close I was getting. Did they fold in, or were they rigid? Did they? Did they, the, they, they, they fold. did fold in. Yeah. Okay. But still, this uh, again, I, I ride once a year, so this not oh, yeah. too oh, experienced. Yeah. So that, and then the grass clippings was kind of a eye opener. Yeah. And uh, so I could pretty much get away with being in second gear all the way up until we hit that 360 turn, and I, I needed to downshift the first. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that was like a, a wake up call. But uh, other than that, I enjoyed the heck out of the ride. It was a lot of fun. The torque, the torque is good though, and I I'd be curious to try it on the Chieftain as well because Rico and I did the devil's whip and on my yeah. deuce which is it's not slow but I had the same struggle third gear not quite enough and then second gear run out of breath before you get to the next corner so that's what you're hearing Aaron is that you're in second you're roaring and you either I just roar it until it has no more acceleration or I'm in the third for a second yep. and then you're back down to second gear so yeah you hear this roar and then it's off, and then it roars again. Versus you guys, like you said, you're in third. It just kind of pulls down low out of the corner, and then you got enough runway to let it breathe. In the next corner, you're not shifting up and down and up and down. You just find the right gear, and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, well on, what, our, what? Our, on our trip from that one, I was on the R6, so I was. Well, yeah. I'm, so I guess to be fair, I'm trying to catch an R6 with a soft tail. <laughs> Well, the, so uh, like, the big difference. The the funny thing is, looking back at you know when I'm riding with Rico, um, you know he's got that he's got the highway pegs up there, and uh, you know we'll be going through the curves and everything. And sometimes I'll have my foot on the highway pegs or anything. But normally when I get on turns, I just go ahead and put them on the foot footboards, just because I feel a little more stable that way. You look back and you see him with his, his feet, feet on the, the his air. feet. He looks like he's got a set of wings sitting, sitting out from the side of his lowers. And, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because we're sitting there going around turns and you're like, yeah, you know, these guys behind us that are on bikes are sitting there looking at him like, uh, you know, they're, you're sitting there hearing him change through the gears and he's just sitting there with his feet on the highway page and you know he's not changing through the gears. I believe well, Aaron, I can fly. Aaron's got to listen to our Indian demo ride episode and then he'll know why your feet are up in the air. Yeah, he will. He will. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's video for that too. Yeah, there's video. He hasn't showed me that video. He he just sent me a video when we went on a ride. Um, yeah, I hit a. Uh, as a matter of fact, I hit a patch of dirt, and uh, he said he saw me slide. He saw me slide out, and uh, it was just. Uh, he goes, maybe I got it on on video. Of course, I was a little bit ahead of a little too far to really see where I stood out. It's pretty interesting. Cool. So trip trip is going to have to roll here in a second, and so we want to get some final thoughts or whatnot from the trip before he heads out. Ah, love it. Thank thank you guys for inviting me. Um, excited to to ride with each of you. Uh, done a, done a number of good group rides. I know we were going to 
touch a little bit on, on group riding, and I love the dynamic. I think it's all about camaraderie. It's all about yeah. building new relationships. When I ride by myself, I mean, it's fun, and I get to challenge myself. But I think it, it's to me, it's more about relationships. It's more about learning. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot just meeting Rico and doing a couple of group rides with him. Well, then, you know, he teaches me stuff about riding. He teaches me about maintenance on the bike, little things here and there that if I was all by myself, even with the internet, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get the same level of understanding. So, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I, you know, the occasional ride by yourself is therapeutic, but I think uh, group riding is really where it's at. Yeah, but yeah. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Sorry, I got to fail. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, man. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. I just want to add one thing as far as the group ride goes. If uh, the amount of knowledge we 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 received from our evening beers and cigars with uh, Levi was immeasurable. He's just a wealth of knowledge, and it was. If you haven't experienced uh, a, a Levi ranting, you're missing out. <laughs> a, a true sage and world traveler that he is. Uh, he has did, a, you know, a great li- a whole lot of life advice and a whole lot of life stories to tell. So, yeah, that was definitely on our first trip. Um, that was kind of one of my highlights was the great conversation we had with Levi and sharing his various things from, um, I don't know, relationship ideology all the way to other things. <laughs> did, did I miss one of those on Friday night? Um, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit more quiet than normal, I, I think. But, uh, but from a planning perspective, then um, what I really liked about the Diamondback Lodge was the porch with the, um, uh, the, the rocking chairs. It was a perfect setting for cigars and um, pontificating about life. Nice. Yeah, that's that's kind of the main thing with the the group dynamic, right? Is the group ride, is the camaraderie. After a nice long day on the road, you can sit down and reminisce and talk about what you liked, what you didn't like, and and it you know it helps make the next ride that much better. You know, especially like every time after, we ride, especially after you find the uh, you, you find your prodigal son Michael coming back and bringing the end of the fold. <laughs> When you finally become eight instead of seven on the road. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing is you have all the different dynamics of the guys. And, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Um, but what you share is the love of just riding. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a community. Um, no matter what kind of bike you ride. Uh, you know, at least you're on two wheels. Yeah, oh, I think some people are on three is. wheels. Some are, you know, but you know, ultimately, you know, everybody's in the same boat, and they're, you know, you're you're all dealing with the same thing. You all know what everybody's running across, and and you know, you're you're just a it's it's kind of like a family. Well, that leads us into then Sunday on our ride back, going back through Lake Lure and uh, Chimney Rock. We stopped at a barbecue restaurant that Rico steered us into. And the lady that owns the place that waited on us has a motorcycle. Nice. Yes, she does. It was great because she gets all excited when you a bunch of bikes come to her store. Oh, yeah, that's her, that's her day, right? Yeah, right. She gets like, I, I ride too. You know, blah, blah, blah. And um, it was nice. So around bike, she had, she had ridden her bike to work that day, and she had it sitting out back. I took a picture of it, and we got to post it on our website. Yep. Um, but she's... Uh, she's she has a restaurant called uh, Pappy's Chicken Wings or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, we'll put it in the Pappy's notes. Barbecue. Yeah, it was a barbecue place. Yeah. 
uh, barbecue. But anyway, uh, so she writes. She gets all excited. So she has uh, 2000, uh, not 2000. Okay, you know what? Soft tail, right? Yeah, soft tail. But I can't remember the year. But yeah, it's an older, older soft tail. I think it's in the. Um, I think it's actually in the nineties. Nineties, okay. Yeah. Was it a heritage? Uh, no, no, not heritage. So. No, but uh, it's nice looking. She's got a uh, nice paint job on it. So you know, kudos to her for getting out and riding. I say it's a del- deluxe. Deluxe, okay. So she took pictures. Uh, almost got hit a couple of times standing in the street taking pictures of the road hogs, and then. Um, I do recommend that if you stop there, you've got to get the uh, death by chocolate brownie and ice cream. Oh, yeah. Dessert, that was awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a road trip right there, just for that. Yeah. Well, and, and we came out from Little Switzerland, and one of the roads that we just kind of ended up on one of the roads that was uh, Bat Cave Road. Yeah, that's a nice road. And that was a nice road. The only issue I had going back to the gravel uh, was there was a couple areas where you had gravel in the roads. Yeah. Um, but I mean, awesome road to ride on. Uh, then once you get on the road to head to Little Switzerland, or, or not Little Switzerland, but to um, uh, Chimney, Rock Chimney Rock and all that area, um, yeah, it kind of straightens out a little bit. There's a couple turns here and there, which you know, Rico, I, Rico and I have done that road before. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, it's it's good roads. Uh, it, it's hard to beat the roads in North and yeah. in the mountains of North Carolina. Well, and how cool is that? I mean, how many times have you bought a car and then made friends with the person who sold you your car? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Right? Like, you hooked yeah. up with Aaron, you bought a nice new bike, and now you guys have ridden probably a dozen times yeah. since then, right? Yeah. And now we're all hanging out. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's the difference between a bike and a car. Like, there's just, right. there's no comparison. Yeah. Really. Aaron has really been a true friend, I think, through the whole process. And I'm, I'm so glad that we met because, you know, um, the what's her name? The uh, Mike's daughter name. Uh, oh, Marks. Mark. Tara. Tara. Yeah. So I called Tara and said I want to come up and uh, test drive with and a chieftain and a and a, and a chieftain and a roadmaster one last time before I make my decision. She said, "Okay, cool." And I'll have my sales guy Aaron, you know, come yeah. out and blah blah blah. And for people's reference, Mark is the owner of Indian of Charlotte, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And. Um, you know, I do my ride, I come back, and immediately me and Aaron hit it off. You know, so we started talking. I told him, you know, I'm interested, and then I'm going to make a decision. And I came back, and I put down, you know, a deposit on it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I put down Reminder. a deposit on it, yeah. But, you Rookie. know, even, even, after, even after the sales is said and done, Aaron was still there. Say, you know what? Hey, let's let's go riding sometime. Let's yep. let's do let's this. Let's feel it out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, whatever questions I had about the bike, you know, I could you know call him or text him. And say, hey, I'm having problems with this. How how do I do this or that? He immediately re- responded to any questions I had about the bike, which is really cool. You don't get that on a, you know yeah. on, from anybody else. I don't think. And that's what's make. Aaron in the uh, Indian of Charlotte that much better because of the service and just the you know just the just the overall service that they give is yeah pretty it's, cool it's a complete experience it's a, right complete you're not just experience. buying a bike right and then walking away like right. you know you're gonna go back well, for service you I, build that relationship I've, I've got a pile on yeah. um, also uh, Aaron took mercy on me um, I had the Harley <laughs> mercy <laughs> and um, this was on Sunday on the way back yeah. uh, 
I tried to let him ride my bike in the mountains a little bit to go on some turns, but he didn't want to do that for some reason. But, you know, that's that's all him. But we got on 74, <laughs> a little straight road, and he asked to ride my bike. And uh, so we swapped a little bit. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll let him go on with it and what, what he how, thought. How was that? Yeah, how was the So chief going thing? from uh, the Harley Street Glide, which I thought was pretty darn nice, considering it was brand new with 10 miles on it, when I picked it up, um, my shoulders were pretty um, locked up from leaning over. The position wasn't that comfortable. And the gears, uh, the shifting wasn't that smooth. It was okay. I, again, I, don't, yeah. I ride once a year, so it's all yeah. new to me. But getting on Aaron's bike, it was like I, was, uh, I stepped into a spaceship. Um, the, the shifting <laughs> was so smooth, and he had a backrest. So I could actually lean back and let my shoulders relax. Yeah. So the whole position, and then... Um, we did have a straight stretch there in Kings Mountain on 161, I think it was, coming home, that I was familiar with the road that I, I kind of had to open it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the power uh, of the Indian is pretty pretty intoxicating. Uh, so, yeah, I took off and hit three digits pretty quickly and um, looked down and thought, okay, I better back off a little bit since it's not my bike. But I enjoyed it totally. It was awesome. Nice. You yeah. can see the difference, and I know Rico did this at the beginning of our ride, the vibration... Uh, of the Harley when you started it up, and then Rico started his bike, and I just sat there and watched the two. And the Harley was just just going crazy with vibration, and you saw how smooth that Indian was when you fired it up. Absolutely, definitely, definitely a different ride. I mean, the Harley—it uh, was the first time I've ever ridden a Harley, and um, first time ever, first time ever. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I hopped on the street glide, and you know I'm riding it, and you know. The sitting position was a little bit short for me, uh, so my foot with my with my boots kind of set up under the uh, the gear shift. Right. Was it a heel and, heel and toe? It had a heel yeah. toe, which I've never used. I've never used one, as you know, so I'm not used to a heel toe shifter. But my foot kind of sits up under there, and you know the ride was smooth. It's just the you know because it's not a calendar balanced engine, um, the gear shift vibrates like it's yeah. almost like a buzzing bee. But are you feeling see the thing I I always thought with the A motors is because my soft tail obviously is balanced mm-hmm. just like the Indian but the thing I always thought is once you got it up to revs I thought that all went, went, went away. Well it does on the ride but the gear shift right if you get your foot under there and you know it's touching your boot or whatever right the vibration on it was a little uh a little upsetting to me, so yeah. I had to ride with my foot on the side of the footboard. Yeah, the footboard. <laughs> so, and, Mike, uh, how, how does your bike ride? You know, is it kind of vibrationy, or how's how's it feel? I don't know. And what was it again? Just for reference, uh, it's a V Star Nine Fifty. Okay. Uh, so for me, it's probably the perfect bike, or was the perfect bike. I don't really have a point of reference because in the last few years, I haven't ridden any other bikes. Um, but I can tell you, I mean, it's a Nine Fifty. So when you get up to about eighty miles an hour you start to feel it vibrate pretty good um one of the things that um from both the trips that we had and going around the twisties my bike sits pretty low so you get the you get the foot pedal thing where it's yep. scraping a yep. lot which is kind of cool for the guy behind you because he gets a little firework show you know nice, sparks nice. coming off and i guess it makes you look a little bit bad so um, i don't really have a point of reference there but um I can I can definitely see the difference in how smooth it is for other guys going through you know going through the turns and stuff like that. You know, Aaron talked about the the, the torque factor 
Well, you know, when you're on the 950, you're you're constantly going back and forth between the quote right gear. Right. You know. Yeah, you're trying to find the sweet spot of the engine where. Yeah, and that narrow band range you've yeah. got there for torque really kind of sometimes it fights against you a little bit. The thing I fight, and I see this is a, a cruiser. You have a windshield on there. I do. You do. Yeah. Okay. So my 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 soft tail, the thing I fight is just lean angle. There's only, I think one side of the bike is only like 28 degrees. I think to the right side, maybe 31 to the left, but it's mainly for the pipes. So I start, I start because I have the aftermarket pipes. I start bashing those on the street before anything hits because of how low they are. So that's the only thing I fight is just, there's not enough lean angle in the bike to really push it through the mountains. Yeah, but I, I find that same thing, that yeah. same challenge. Because if you really want to start to lean it over, I, yeah. I don't know where those foot pedals are exactly stop giving. You know, and Enrico's made the comment on the Indian that it handles more like a sport bike because the steering is more straight up and down. Where the cruiser, it's kicked out a little bit. It's got more rake on it, and you get kind of that lazy feeling into the corner where you kind of exactly. the bike just kind of flops. Yeah. Where the Indian and I rode the drawn a blank chieftain on a mm-hmm. test ride. I just remember getting into a highway on-ramp, just the balance was unreal because we had to slow down for traffic. And I'm just, I didn't feel wobbly at all. There was no hesitation. And it was just amazing how balanced it was. I mean, how, how easily you could keep that bike upright was uncanny for a big a big girl. You know? Not that we mean to go on the Indian commercial, but... <laughs> yes, by all means. <laughs> But no, this episode uh, sponsored by no. <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be. You need to talk, talk to Mark about that. Tell him we could give him some some good press. Well, yeah, right. And, and and the thing is, I mean, driving the street lights. I mean, road good. Uh, doesn't quite have the torque uh, that Chief has. A um, little bit, little bit more, a little bit harder suspension as far or soft. It might be a little bit softer because I I did hit a one bump. And, you know, there might be some adjustment in there um, that kind of jarred me a little bit. Um, But overall ride of the bike was great. Um, It's just, you know, it's it's just a little bit different uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with Harley nowadays is what they're doing is they're favoring style. At least with the street glide, it seems like they're favoring style over function where it's lowered in the back kind of like the magnum right you know the victory cross country is a standard touring bike you get the magnum it's more about the look because they lower it in the rear to put the big hoop in the front and i think the street glide is that touring bike it's the look bike you know it's lowered it rides a little rough because of how low it is and i think if you want to tour you're in the ultra category because the suspension's better you got more ground clearance so maybe just a different bike for next time maybe try the ultra that's what Dave has. He loves it. Yeah, he does love it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's a nice riding bike too. I got. I gotta say, and it was hard to make a decision uh, on which bike to get. And I think, you know, after looking at Harley so for for so long and for so hard, you know, I was focused on getting the Harley. Yeah. And then when we did our test ride with Indian, and you had only ridden the vintage at that time. The vintage at that time, which right. was real interesting. Yeah. 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 And. And, and the Scout. So I was even, we were looking at the Scout because yeah. we were, like, get, giddy about getting oh, the fun Scout. Bike. Yeah. fun bike. Fun bike to ride. Oh, yeah. It's but, fun. It's a fun one you can sling around like nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my wife is actually looking at that one. So we'll, we'll see Aaron when she's ready to pull the trigger on that one. But um, going back to the um, Ultra Limited, it's a, it's a nice riding bike. But the, when it came down to customization, uh, the styling... 
the chrome that you get, it couldn't stand up to the Roadmaster because you get all right. the chrome, all the bells and whistles you would normally get in a CBO on the Roadmaster standard. So that's the only reason I would. And you're, you're kind of in limited territory, whether you ended up with a CBO or the Indians, because there's less Indians out on the road. Yeah. Right. right. So either way, I think you win in the, the uniqueness category. Yeah. At least until, you know, Aaron bones up and starts selling some bikes, then, yeah. you know, you're going to see a few more on the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got some work to do. Yeah, come on now. Raise up. Yeah, we've got uh, quite a few years to catch up. Yeah. But but, uh, but it's cool. I, I talk about this all the time. It's, it's awesome that Indian is in the market. Because that helps everybody. Stimulate. That, that helps Harley not rest and it, on their laurels. And well, and 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 that's the thing is um, with the acquisition uh, 2011 uh, by Polaris, uh, it does give them the financial backing to to do it right. Really yeah. do it right. And the engineering, um, you know, yeah, because it's a heck of an engineered bike. You can't do this out of a shop anymore. No, right. Yeah. You gotta have some backing. So, oh, Panthers, touch, right, Panthers touchdown for anyone who's curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, with the um, with the acquisition, I mean, it's just it's just made it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're making a heck of a bike, and you know, sales sales are really uh, doing well. It's uh, it's one of those things we're having a hard time getting bikes now, right? Yeah, the now supply because is the supply, you know, getting the plants up to speed on how many are being bought is the uh, the big yeah. thing. Well, if they would start a rental program for tightwads like me, yes, that would help. That Huge. would help Huge. hugely. There are a few dealers that do rentals, um, not like non-sponsored independent rentals type of thing, or uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of dealers. Um, I know uh, one of my other customers. Uh, actually went to Arizona and rented one um, in Phoenix and he took it over uh, took it a couple places and uh, actually enjoyed uh, riding up there um, but as far as uh, around here uh, there's not a whole lot with the rentals so nice. well, that does kind of make sense as far as you know if you're about to spend I don't know 20 30 grand on a on yeah. an upgraded bike like that, it makes sense to spend a couple of days with it and rent it. Twenty-eight and change for the Roadmaster, right? Starting price. Um, twenty-eight. Something. It's uh, it's going to be around twenty-nine plus tax. You know, you know. Yeah. Plus tax, well, I'm saying so. before any, you know, like just the starting standard price is twenty-eight change, right? Or is it twenty-nine now? Uh, it's for the black. It's uh, I think it's twenty-seven ninety-nine okay. plus freight and dealer fees too. So. All right, so a lot of good info on the ride, Roadhogs 2. And I know Trip has taken off, but yeah. we'll catch up with the guys that are still left. So we'll do one one more trip around the table, just final thoughts, comments, um, positive or negative, on the trip. And, you know, lessons learned maybe or what we might do next time. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we need from Joe is where are we going next? Yeah, so we'll let Rico kick it off. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's the next thing. What we're going to do next year. And uh or in the yeah. spring. Well, I made spring. I made a couple of suggestions, but I don't know if that was. Uh, oh, really? Taken well, I, I I did not hear that. Uh, so, <laughs> what, what were those suggestions? Maybe Aaron should go first. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Well, Aaron. my my suggestions were um, uh, one of them was uh, maybe uh, 
I doubt next year, but maybe the uh, on the five year anniversary doing a uh, maybe a European trip of some. Oh, kind or like you're what? European now you trip? know you you can't ride there, right? You look at the map. Uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> just say. <laughs> well, we could all do the route that uh, Joe does the rentals. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. you would. That's an interesting. That's a topic for a whole other day. Is yeah. um, renting or you know renting your bike. Sorry, your bike. Renting a bike somewhere versus taking your bike. Like that's a whole other topic. Yeah. yeah. John's not on anymore, but we got to earmark that for another okay. show. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to take my bike and have somebody. You know, ship it and all, ship it and all yeah. that. Uh, Trade it. Yeah. Put it on a boat no. or a plane. Well, my, my thoughts were, I, I mean, I have a, um, when we, when I went to uh, Venice, I've got a friend that lives in Venice. and This guy travels a, a lot. He drives a Harley. Yeah. And uh, just talk to him and, you know, see about, uh, you know, I told him, I said, yeah, he, he sends me pictures of uh, him riding through the Alps and stuff oh. like that, uh, Italian Alps. And then going along like the Croatian coast and everything, yeah. and it's just like I've got to do that someday. Yeah, you know what? And and if we did that, that would give me a chance to ride a bike I've been kind of yearning for, which is the Multistrada in Ducati. I would love to do Europe on a Multistrada. I don't know. That, I, that would be sick. The, the I want big, to do a Moto Guzzi as we go European. Well, the the big thing of it is British, trying it? trying to get us to Europe without the wives wanting to go. That's the biggest problem. Mission impossible. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's easy for me. We, we got to call Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> My wife likes to stay home, so that's easy. <laughs> cool. So, any sorry, anything else to add on the, on the trip or uh, what we do different next year? Um, take uh, Saturday off. Right. That would that would right. be my. Uh, ultimate plan would be take you know uh, one more day, have an extra day, uh, having to hustle and meet the guys. Uh, you know, uh, wasn't the funnest thing. It would have been nice to get on, um, you know, with the group and and ride. Yeah, I did uh, get the chance to uh, give Rico a break from leading. Um, so um, that and was then, good for everybody. By the way, well, you know. <laughs> Well, no, I did a good job, and Joe—not Joe, but uh, Craig—actually uh, gave me kudos for uh, leading the group, because I think I was more focused on making sure that he got through a lot of the yep. the, the challenging and complicated twisties on uh, being a first-time rider. So I was really looking out for him, making sure that he can see us in the site and make sure he wasn't riding outside his comfort zone. And with that being said, I did lead our, our ride out Saturday morning up the Parkway to 180, 180. One yep. down. Oh and, yeah, which you were flying, by the way. <laughs> which I was trying to entertain the whole audience, and uh, I, the sparks. Yeah, I lost a few, so <laughs> no one asked me to lead again, so I got the hint. Well, and and the other aspect is never pay attention to um, uh, the maps on in Siri because Siri will lead oh, you yeah. wrong. Apple's maps are terrible. Oh, my God, yeah. So we, 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 when they started leaving, we did do a lot of turnarounds, by the way. Yeah, so I, I downloaded, well, you know the, I downloaded the Google you get Maps. GPS on that. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got to ride a street glide. <laughs> Actually, can, can you, is Indian going to do anything like that? Anything you can talk about? I, I don't think they are going to add that cost into the... Um, into the yeah. system just because uh, that's huge know, 
Well, the the thing is, um, you know, you're you're having most people are using their phones nowadays for their GPS. Right. Yep. Um, I was say that. And the other thing, plus, you know, a GPS map after about six months it's it's obsolete. Obsolete. is obsolete. Anyway, yeah. So what's what in turn you got to upgrade the system and yes. the dealerships. Are mostly going to charge you, you know, yeah, two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars up there. It's pointless. Yeah. So, um, you know, we haven't gotten to the Wi-Fi or the uh, the uh, bikes where they're you know, kind of like the cars are now. It's you know, a lot of people don't want that too. So, cool. That's another show. Oh, we've right. got plenty of shows, huh? I know. So, Mike, we'll give your final uh, thoughts here on the trip. All right. Uh, so, first of all, you know, big kudos to Joe. Put together two great rides for us. Um, Definitely. We appear to be uh, pretty good at this. We pull off, too. Uh, had yep. a great time, great camaraderie. Got along really well. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I said this before after we did the last trip. It was, it was one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life, man, was nice. going on that weekend trip. And uh, I'm looking forward to a third one. We talked about some ideas, maybe a, a not mountain themed trip. Maybe we go somewhere else. Maybe it's beach. Maybe we, you know, yep. we go to a music event or something like that. Daytona. Uh, Daytona. Lots of yeah, Daytona yep. would be, you know, something something different. Um, I uh, maybe Rico could save his uh, Birmingham trip uh, for next year for the break hogs and get to the Barber Museum and everything. Oh, we can go next year too. From what I can see at the oh, oh, museum, yeah. like, I mean. We'll talk about that in just a second, but so we're going to go to the Big Vintage Fest here on the 9th of October, right? And I don't know if we're going to cover the whole event in the three days we're going to be there because it just it's looks going to be massive. so much to do. Yeah. And plus, we got to stop at Modus and check those guys out again. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to go to the block party uh, Saturday night at Modus, yep. so 6 p.m. If any listeners are out there, um, join us at Modus. It's going to be a good time. Yep. And, and Lee is not going to get away. I'm going to chase him around with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and Lee Khan is a great, great guy. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, catching up with him, seeing what's new uh, for Modus next year. And um, Demo Ride. Demo Ride. Oh, yeah. He's got to get us on one of those, oh, two of those bikes. So we need to test out the, M- what was the MTR and MSTR. The yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to get down there and see those guys. Good deal. Yep. All right, Joe, your uh, final thoughts here, and and then we'll let Rico shut it down, and we'll close out. Yeah, so as far as lessons learned go, I think um, for a group ride in the mountains in the North Carolina, that I I don't think you want to get more than eight riders for the fact that you've got to keep track of everybody as safety, as well as um, the whole idea with planning it for accommodations. Again, I think the uh, Swiss, Little Switzerland Diamondback Lodge with eight rooms was perfect. I can't imagine any more riders than that trying to keep track of everybody. Uh, again, we've got a good group. Everyone gets along. And, uh, uh, it's, again, my testosterone level, Jack, just getting on the Harley, <laughs> yeah. let alone spending a couple guy, days with guys and smoking cigars was awesome. Cool. Awesome. Mr. Hogan, we'll let you... Uh Shut it down. Or I don't know, Mike, did you have anything else? Yeah, you know, the last thing, I think everything Joe said was spot on. Uh, it was a great trip, like I said. Uh, my thoughts in, in the second one is, uh, you know, we, we get to the twisties and we start to go through those turns, and it felt just as awesome as it did the first time. Um, so I'm looking forward to the third time. Good deal. And maybe I can join next time. I know I 
Rico was trying to drag me out, but it just wasn't in the cards this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I think, like uh, Joe was saying, eight, maybe ten at the max uh, will be a good number. I know it would be tough to get into the Diamondback uh, yeah. uh, uh, lounge. but Well, that's the nice thing with that one hotel is if, if you take over the whole place with eight guys, that's awesome. Yeah. It That's like nice. renting a cabin. Well, yeah. actually, uh, since Aaron couldn't join us Friday night, we did have a victim that shared a room with us. And he was <laughs> a, a guy coming up from a, uh, Georgia up through uh, Virginia by himself. And um, uh, and he kind of stumbled in and stumbled out, avoided us as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice because they have, like, this awning you park your bikes under, which is yeah. nice. It's covered and everything. So um, you got your bikes right there. My room was right next to all the bikes so I can hear if anything was going on uh, with the bikes. So that was that was nice. And, and um, being tucked away uh, on, the res- on the resort, I guess you can say, um, was a nice feature. Um, all in all, uh, after the ride, you know, riding with a group feels safer for some reason. Um, than riding alone. Um, I, I prefer, you know, after riding with everybody to, to kind of be riding with someone. You know, I know it's hard to do on a lot of occasions, but to ride with someone like, you know, like when we ride together, to have someone there just in case anything were to happen, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, so I think that, that comfort is there uh, where you can, you know, kind of step outside your comfort zones on some of the, you know, ride through corners or whatever to, to know that somebody, if something were to happen, that someone's there to kind of pick you up and patch you up if need be. But um, luckily, we didn't have any of that on this trip or in the first trip, apparently. Uh, so that was great. And it's good to hear that we got, you know, guys that are conscious about how they ride um, and where they ride. And um, with that, you know, I want to just say that, um, like Joe indicated, the camaraderie was there. You know, I already had that camaraderie with Aaron, so I knew it was going to be there. But And with Joe because, you know, meeting him for the first right. time out in Vegas was great. And uh, But with, with everyone else, Levi, uh, Troy, Andy, Craig, Mike, um, just a great group of guys. And I was, it was my honor to kind of hang out with you guys and, and be a part of that experience with Rohawk. So thank you for uh, allowing me to participate with that. Um, look forward to next year, seeing what we can do, uh, whether it be on the coast, right. Charleston, wherever. Um, I'll be there. Loud Pipes will be there. We'll represent, yeah. whether it's just Rico or whether I get to join. Like, yeah. We'll all be there. Yeah, yeah. so I uh, look forward to that. And um, we'll have to ride more bikes. Yeah, we'll for sure. We'll have to ride more bikes. Um, but with that, that's all I got, my friend. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining. This was a ton of fun. I know we're going to sit here and enjoy some more of this amazing OMB beer. And uh, a big thanks to OMB for setting aside a little corner for us to do our show. And it's always uh, always a good time. We don't get over here enough. We need to come over here more often. Exactly. I know you're a couple hours away, but yeah. we need to get over here more often. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a, 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 a kegerator or something yeah. while I'm here. Take a growler with you on the a way growler. out. Growler, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. All right, so our just... Our usual reminders here at the end, um, links, pictures, show notes, all of that can be found at our website, loudpipes.net slash 28 for this one. And if you've listened this far through the noise, it's getting kind of noisy in the bar now. Um, We appreciate your support. 
Um, ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher are a great way to help the show. And if you want to subscribe to the show, on our website we have a link to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, One Click Android. It's all there for your convenience. And you'll find our social media links there, Rico and, and Trip. I know I sent out a couple of tweets and put something on Facebook, so all our social media links are on the page header as well. And if you want to leave us a, um, you want to leave us some feedback, it's uh, feedback at rdubstudios.com, or there's a link on our website as well if you don't wish to share your email address. So, Mr. Hogan, sure. I think that's it. That's it. Kick stands up and tequila. Kick stands up. Thanks, guys. Have a good ride home. This has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.